this is how far the grace of God has carried us. We thank God for tonight as well. I want you to all be excited about tonight's meeting as we delve into the nine lessons that Pastor has carried throughout the nine years of ministry. With me to do tonight's meeting, we would have Miss Goda coming, we would have Mr. Felix Pinkra, and we also have our lovely Miss Benedicta Gogo and also Miss MFR Obin and myself, Roland Egan. Um, I'm saving the last, the best for the last, so you would find out the person who is going to take us on in this precious time as we come to your homes this evening. As we all know, we are here to listen to the nine lessons that Pastor has learned throughout this season. And without much ado, I would want to introduce our shepherd, the man who has led us throughout these nine years by the grace of God, as he takes us on and share with us the precious pearls of lessons that he has picked in this journey. With a clap offering in your house and a smile on your face and an emoji sharing of love and anything you can do in your house, let's welcome our pastor, Pastor Prince Nyaku. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I know you are watching us wherever you are. It's an unusual fellowship. Um, In fact, this is the first time we are trying something like that. And I know it will be a blessing to everyone. And to everyone that is part of this church and ministry and that follows us even on Facebook, we want to say happy anniversary, nine years and, and of God's goodness. And it feels like we just began. <laughs> it feels like we just began. I don't see it as nine years. I feel like I'm now sent to plant a church. And uh, we want to thank everyone, or the church members, or the church workers. Today, somebody asked me, did you mention your wife's name? I said, my wife is me. So if you see me, I'm fine. <laughs> but in any way, we thank everyone and she has been a great one to support, and the church workers, we thank you. But tonight, I know a lot of people watching, a lot of pastors, young pastors, my friends and colleagues, when they told me they'll be watching, I was like, ooh, but I pray that we will make a bit of sense, that will be a blessing to all of us, amen. Please, let's share a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercies upon our lives. We thank you for courage, temple. We thank you for your grace that came upon us, that you used us as pioneering church members of ICGC, the courage temple. We pray that as we begin fellowship tonight, people that are watching will be blessed. Wisdom will be released. And we shall all live here edified to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This evening I'm sharing on something I told you is very unusual. Someone may think that it's too early to share something in ministry. But I believe that Paul told the people rejoice and I say rejoice. Again I say rejoice. It means that at every level of your life, God expects you to do something. It may be prayer, it may be giving, it may be give it, it may be a testimony, but at every level of your life, God expects you to say something. 
Now, tonight I want to share with us, I don't know whether 20 minutes or 15 minutes or 25 minutes, but I will share with you on the subject, nine lessons. I choose to call it nine ministerial lessons. Nine ministerial lessons I've learned in nine years. I began church not knowing a lot, as many people who began church. It's not an error to start not knowing anything, but it's an error to remain ignorant in the process of pastoring. Now, let me read some scriptures that will enlighten you why we are doing what we are doing. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Therefore, whoever thinks he is standing securely should watch out so he doesn't fail. It means that you can fail. <laughs> because if you think you are standing securely and you don't watch out, you can fail. Another scripture, Psalm 25, verse 5. Guide me in your truth and teach me. That's David's word. Teach me. For you are my God, my Savior, and my hope in, is in you all day long. Guide me in your truth and teach me. It means that without teaching, you can miss the guidance of God or the leadership or the guidance of God. The last scripture, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 11. I instruct you in the way of wisdom. Wow. Hallelujah. That means that the only way instruction can benefit you is in the way of wisdom. And what is wisdom? We basically know is the application of what? Knowledge. So if you don't know, what will you apply? (laughs) If you don't know, what will you apply? What you don't know, you don't know. Hello? What you don't know, you don't know. (laughs) Do you know how to move a ship on the sea? You don't know. You don't know. What what you don't know, you don't know. So if you have to walk in wisdom, number one, you have to know something, then you apply. Then that is wisdom. We can have wisdom. You know, wisdom is the principal thing. Without wisdom, you will fail. You can be strong. Without wisdom, you will fail. Because the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. You can have wisdom by many ways, by prayer. If you don't ask, James talks about if you don't have wisdom, you can ask God and he will give it to you because he's not partial. You can have wisdom by observing. You sluggard, go observe the ant. You can have wisdom by doing the work of God. So wisdom is acquired. Say with me, wisdom is acquired. Yeah. You can be walking in church and never have wisdom. You must acquire wisdom if it's not by prayer, by observation, 
I'll come to that. You can't walk with God and not learn each time. If you are walking with God, you will learn. I'm sure Adam and, and Eve learned something in a hard way. That if God said, don't touch this, don't touch this. <laughs> if you walk with God, you will learn. You can't advance in life without noticing what you didn't know and finding out how you can do what you cannot do. You can do many things, Golda, but you can also decide and say, me, I can't do it. Immediately you say you cannot do it. You have given a... When they say destiny, the believer has no defined destiny. Destiny is where you stop working with God. Because the path of the just is like a shining light. That shines brighter and brighter. So you must make sure that you never give up on anything in life. The destiny of a believer is not defined. They will move from glory to glory. And there are weights in glories. So every time you are ready to move, God will move with you. When you decide to stop, God will stop with you. And he has been with people in the valleys and they didn't die. So why should you die in the valley? You can't go around and say the word of God doesn't work. It's working for people. You need to find out what they are doing that you are not doing. I hope you are enjoying it. Share the page and invite somebody. You need to find out what they are doing that you are not doing because God is a miracle worker. He's opening wombs. You can decide to keep your biology and say that, oh, until uh, the sperm count is, is above 40 million, you cannot impregnate. Fine. We know a God who can give a child with low sperm count. The question I want to ask you, is it high sperm count you want or a baby? <laughs> is it high? No, you have to believe God. Because if, it's, if something is not working for you, you can buy the fridge, open it up in your hall. At the moment, if you are closer to the fridge, you will enjoy the cool breeze and you will think it's an air condition. <laughs> but with time, you realize that the room becomes warm again. Your ECG will finish and your fridge will spoil because what it was meant for, you didn't use it for it. You don't learn how to fly a plane by flying the plane. You must know how to fly the plane. I have learned many things in this nine years. It looks short. And in fact, I told you it's like I'm now starting. I feel like it's now that daddy has sent me to start church. <laughs> and with this COVID rest, you can just imagine. It's as if we've not passed it. I can tell you, I sent a message to I think Gouda that the messages, oh, 
we can't wait. What have I learned? What have I learned? Number one, it's so a humbling experience. But maybe let me just give a gist of how the church started. I, I'll not give the detail, but it, it started in a funny way. We started prayer meetings by the instruction of my daddy in the Lord, Reverend Dr. Kujo. And when I came, I was full of fire. I thought I was anointed. So when I passed, people would just follow me and say, hey, let's go and do church. <laughs> let's go. Anointed apostle. Oh, we, we evangelized. And thank God for those who did it with me. I think none of them is here. We, and now the place to do the church. At least we came around and all that. I didn't find any place. You can't buy a lamb here. <laughs> but that is it. There's a place. Go. So one of the evangelisms, we had come around this area and walking. Alone. I came alone that day. But they are fasted. Fasting is good. I'll talk about it. I fasted. I walked. It's coming. And I met a drunkard. And I said, I witness to him. I witness to the drunkard. I witness to him. And I forced him to accept Christ. Whether he was conscious or unconscious, I said, you accept Christ. I remember he was saying that in some way. And I'm like, you will? Yes, by faith. So when he finished, and I said, he said, where is your church? I said, I don't have a place where I meet. Oh! Oh, I will help you. They were staggering. I will help you. Follow me. Then he brought me to the school. He said, I know, I know the son of the school owner. I will talk to him. Then we met the man coming out. He said, oh, this is a pastor. He's my pastor. Hey, we want a place to do church. Are you sure? So then I leverage on ICGC. Oh, uh, we are. <laughs> International Central Gospel Church. And uh, my father has sent us to plant a church here. And we want to bring ICGC, Central Gospel, to this place. Powerful. Let's appreciate Dr. Manson Tabelle. Clap. And he said, wow. Ooh. Dr. Mason Tabel, oh, oh, you see, I'm going to give you the place, and not because of you, but because of Dr. Mason Tabel. And that point, I learned something I will share later. So that was how we got this place. So now, the lessons I've learned in ministry, nine lessons. I know it's not much, but it will help somebody. You can relate it to personal life, personal pursuit assignment and vision. Number one. Number one. I've learned that the best capital you need in ministry is not money or an air-conditioning auditorium, but the best capital you need are souls. 
Jesús. De Jesús. Acts chapter 5 verse 14. And more than ever believers were added to the Lord. Not money was added to the Lord. God doesn't need money. He needs souls. God doesn't need that. Is why when you are tithing and you are negotiating with God, He laughs at you because He never came to beg you, did He? Has God ever come? Bene? God came at four a.m. and knocked at your door <laughs> and said, "My daughter, my daughter, <laughs> my daughter, my daughter, <laughs> I'm hungry." God didn't beg you for your money. The Bible didn't say God added money to the Lord. And more than ever, believers, believers, be, a believer is a believer. Say with me, a believer is a believer. That was a drunkard who gave his life to Christ. Another time he went for evangelism, it was another drunkard that gave his life to Christ, went to tell his wife, if you don't start coming to this church, I will divorce you. Yes. And the wife and the children are here. <laughs> but he is dead. And he's gone. And we buried him at village. But his wife and his children, so the best capital you need. He didn't start carries with any money. No, 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 any money. When we started, the income of the church, when you put it together, eh, go there, it can't buy your spectacles. <laughs> it can't buy it. When you put it together, eh, one man's tight covered about three, three quarters. The rest were our two CDs, one CD. But if you needed money to start church, then we wouldn't have come this far. And when we started the prayer meeting, it was JSS graduates that came with all my anointing. JSS graduates, they were going to write BEC. You can share the page. They were going to write BEC. So, I'm be a good classroom. This is what I'm going to start church with. In fact, the pastor told me that before I will break through, eh, eh, I will agree. Yeah. I will agree because this kind of, this kind of, they used to call us, they used to call me, small, small, small boys church. In fact. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The best capital you need to start a church. If you're a young person, God is calling you to ministry. Stop looking to rent a wild on you. If you get it, fine. Then you're miserable. If God has mercy on you and gives you an auditorium like this with air condition, fine. But if God calls you and you have to start in the bush, in a classroom, Go ahead. Your church does it, it, how you start is not important. 
is how you progress and how you end. Amen. Amen. Number two, lesson. No matter how prayerful you are and how holy you are, you will need to carry many crosses in your walk with God. The fact that I've been, eh, I've prayed, I've prayed. You carry the cross. You prayed to receive grace. You carry the cross. You didn't pray away the cross. Prayer doesn't pray away crosses. You will carry it. If prayer carried away crosses, when Jesus got into Gethsemane, and the angels came to empower him after prayer. He shouldn't carry them. He carried the cross. Because beside every assignment are crosses. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. So you can say all that. I am too anointed to be disappointed. I am too anointed to be this. I am too anointed to be persecuted. No, it's just a cliche. And you are, make, you are, you are dancing. You are dancing to Shatawali's beat. <laughs> you will carry your cross for a reason. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Though he were a son, Yet learned he obedience by the things that he suffered. I'm a son of God. I'm a, so be careful what type of messages you listen to because as sons, the blessing of the son is in his ability to serve. The blessing of the son is in his ability to, to metamorphose into a servant. Time is not on my side. Number three. Forgive us. I've missed my altar. Forgive us. Number three. Not everybody will accept you because God did not call you for everyone. Not everyone will accept you. Because God did not call you forever. Paul was called to the Gentiles. And later, he entered into the, the, the Jews. And that was where he saw many, many afflictions. Do you understand? There are some people, eh? I've come to realize it. Hey! They don't see you as a man of God. Oh! You do all you do to them. You are not a man of God. Yeah. They will never believe in you. If you like, you become another Okonfanoche. Bring go- they will never. That is why you must not please, you must not go around trying to please people. Because some people will smile with you, but they will go, oh, you want prophetic word at this, one, two, three, one, two, three. Did I tell you I was a prophet? <laughs> I am a one, two, three preacher. <laughs> some people will never accept you, Roland. Some people, no matter what, what you do, you, and sometimes you don't need to do anything for them. What did Jesus do to them? 
just they didn't like him. They preferred an arm robber. Matthew chapter 10, verse 14. I'll read the first part. I won't go to that side. There's another part that when I was coming, my wife said, don't read that part. Just read it. <laughs> I said, yes, madam. He said, and whosoever shall not receive you. Stop there. It means that there are some people who will never receive you. Go and ask Nehemiah. Sambalat and Tobiah will always come around you. If you don't have an assignment, you will see Sambalat and Tobiah. So you, you don't ask for me, I'm, I'm living a dominion life. If you don't have a Sambalat and Tobiah, you have no assignment. You must have one. So don't try to please them. They won't listen to you. Shift your attention. And, and David began to inquire, what will be done for the man? Who will bring down this guy? His own brother sat him down. You are too low. Go back. We know that's why. Is there not a cause? He shifted from them. From his rejectors to his recipients. There are some people who will never accept you. And there are some people God has prepared. If you are a young pastor listening to me, don't be discouraged when people come to your church and leave. I've seen it plenty times. And I'm still seeing it. And I'm sure when we resume, I will see it again. Yeah. They will come. They will measure. I mean, one time, um, a lady came, somebody came to the church. And I interacted with her. And she was like, we've been here before. We've been here before. But when we came, no, the place did not fit us. We didn't fit. <laughs> we didn't fit. So we left. I was there now. I said, oh, let me come again. Now. So if I refuse to grow, and so the Holy Ghost will bring them, the Holy Ghost will bring, Holy Ghost, take it now. Take every day if I do, Holy Ghost, take it. <laughs> they will never come. Number four, you must stay under God-ordained authorities in your life. Anointing is not superior to authority. A gift does not make you an authority. Authority comes with offices. So from the office of the president, there is no mass gathering. If you like that. you like Gada. You are anointed though. You just came from Achia. 70 days dry. If you like Gada. Why? Because it's an authority. And it comes with an office. If you go far in life, best advice for you, be humble. Stay under authority. There are many things I've done in this church, not because I was lying on bed and waiting. I said, show up. Do you know some? <laughs> you know some believers? Pray to God like he's their boy. I said, show up, show up, show up. 
show up, show up. Now, show up, show up, show up. Hey, good. <laughs> show up. Sometimes when you are praying, you, you should be careful. <laughs> show up, show up, show up. Now, show up, show up, show up. Oh, yeah, one time. He's enjoying some worship somewhere. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4. By humility, I love this scripture when I saw it today. I never saw it before. By humility and the fear of God. See what follows. No prayer. No prayer. No prayer. By humility and the fear of God. So you cannot be humble until you fear God. And it takes the fear of God to submit and authority. Yeah. One of the things I don't like is for you to fight authority. I fear authority. It will crush you. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches. You want riches? Be humble and fear God. That's all. When they come together, the combo in fact is that you'll be rich, you'll be honored, and you have life. Because by the time you become a target, they need to hit on the authority. Hey, I am in Christ and Christ is in God. So you hit God, you come to Christ. But hey, in him I move, I live, and I have my being. Number five. Listen, compete with yourself. Compete with yourself and not with anyone because we all have our allotted portions in the work of God. Compete with yourself. Don't compete with anybody. I don't compete with anybody. I don't have that time. It won't help you. you when you compete with people, this is what will happen. You will go according to man's time. And you go according to your own time. And you miss the timing of God. So you will get there and God is not there. So the storm will ship you well, well. By the time you realize, you are unconscious. And when you become conscious, you are back into the hospital. If you compete with people, you are unwise. I don't, I, I don't, I don't try to prophesy like the typical prophets that come to this church. I don't waste my time. They should mention their telephone numbers. <laughs> I, I admire it. When Prophet Akuna is ministering. Mm. <laughs> when Prophet Danamati is ministering. Oh. When Prophet Brian Amati is. Oh. Mm. I won't try. Okoboshu size. Obisha 38. No, I could say 58. This is a book. But there is something you have. God never created anybody a useless vessel. Not to talk about a pastor. There is something in you that when it's well nurtured, the excellency of God will be revealed in it. Hallelujah. 
Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number. No, competing with one another, you become a foolish man. It's only fools that compete with themselves. We are here. A lot of churches have surrounded us. Everybody is doing his thing. Everybody is flourishing. This one is building. This one. Is. We are here with another charismatic church. I've never fought with my brother, Pastor Isaac. Never. Not on a single day. We share gifts. We talk. Fountain Gate, ICGC. We have never fought. Not on record. Everybody is doing what he's doing. Elephant, don't you have a hairdresser? If, you know, I know of a lady. Her hairdresser, she stays in Spintest. Her hairdresser is in Danzoma. If you go to the market, there are a lot of tomato sellers. You know your customer. You go and buy and you go. The fact that you bought from your customer doesn't mean that another tomato seller will not pick it. One thing that my daddy, Pastor Kujo, told me was that when you go, these words were spoken in in uh, April 2011. So compete with yourself. Get a better version of yourself to compete with yourself. Number six, you must always remember that you must keep a white garment. Hey. And no. <laughs> hey. White garment. Not uh, white apa. Debbie, Debbie. <laughs> off white, no. The Bible didn't say off white. You must keep, you see, your assignment, you don't need to become a pastor to do that. Joseph had a prime minister position ahead of him, but he never knew. God will not show you everything. Please stop this. If you have a friend who is always telling when something happens to you, and you say, hey, Charlie, this is, oh, I saw it. I, this, I saw He's a liar. He's a liar. I was nearly speaking Buku Balku's English. He's a liar. <laughs> Everything you tell, you know, there are, there are some people, they always want you to feel like, oh, Jerry Obi. So when you tell them, oh, this thing that he sends it, they're like, oh, my boy. This kingdom is not a lawless kingdom. We were taken from one kingdom into another kingdom. There are laws in that kingdom, and there are laws here. Oh, Pastor, but uh, we are not under law again. Really? Romans 8. Victor, give it to me. For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So there are two laws. So in this kingdom, there are spiritual laws. You can call them spiritual principles. Keep your gun. Now, let me show you one of the greatest advice Paul gave to Timothy. Let me give you 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 22. Maragada gada bashagada. Do not lay hands on anyone hastily. Nor share in other people's sins. Chai. The last part. 
Hmm. Keep yourself. Not the Holy Ghost. You. And Paul was speaking to a pastor, Timothy, who had received prophecies. Do you know why a lot of people are frustrated whilst they receive prophecies plenty, plenty? It's not the prophecy that makes you. It is your cooperation with the Spirit of God that makes you. He said, as for you, Timothy, everybody, and I heard this message from Reverend Institute, 2002. As for you, oh, Timothy, as for you. <laughs> Let's go. The, the seventh one, you know, that area, if I want to keep there, we will close. Number seven. I've learned not to trade my waiting times for any activity. One of the things you realize in ministry is that what I've seen is that activities can overshadow your relationship and fellowship with the Spirit of God. So I don't joke with my waiting. And in the waiting, is compressed. Prayer, fasting. Reading, prayer, fasting. Reading, prayer, fasting. Reading. You're waiting. You minister to God so that you can have... If you don't study the Bible, eh, you will come and stand on the altar and speak rubbish. You'll be saying things and then and then and then and, and you won't say anything. You're a preacher, not a singer. You have 40 minutes to preach. What about 20 30 minutes? When you see here. When you see you didn't prepare. It would be a Then you don't need a chorister or a soloist. <laughs> your, I realize the periods I don't wait on God and I become very shallow. And I, you easily get agitated. Because the word eh, is not feeling you. You are carnal. So those of you who are quick tempered, eh, you need word. Word injection. You'll be fine. If you are not willful, you need word. <laughs> you need word. You need word ingestion. You need word. So waiting, not, I don't compromise with it. You know, sometimes you think you know the Bible. With your Bible, you think you have read, ah, oh, tomorrow I'll read, tomorrow I'll read. <laughs> Before you realize it's one month. Yeah. Studying the Bible is a discipline. Yeah. If I, if I don't brush my teeth, if I don't read the Bible, I don't brush my teeth. Uh-huh. If I don't read my Bible, I don't talk to my wife. If you do that, because by all means you have to talk to your wife. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 17, verse 21. How be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting? Number eight, you cannot do much for God if you don't have faith. You cannot do much for God if you don't have faith. If you are too carnal, you are always calculating. You can't do anything in church. You can't do any ministry. You are, you are waiting to get money to pursue a land. 
They are waiting to get money to do things excellently. They don't have money. You see, if you do business, if you're a business person, go that you're a business person. You're a business person. Are you a business person? You are now telling me. Are you a business person? Are you a business person? Okay, you're a doctor. One thing you learn is that if you want to run your business with low cost, you spend more at the end. So if you don't have faith, you can only relate to God in the spirit. Without faith, you can't go into the spirit. So if you have to do church, church, you must have faith. Right now, if you don't have faith, what else will you do? <laughs> COVID is all over. People have been away from church for a long time. What do you think is making pastors prepare messages for church? Faith. By all means, we'll come back. Whether the devil lies you or not, we are coming back. <laughs> we are coming back. It's faith. And we are preparing, we are preparing. What shows that by the time you come back, half of your church's members have relocated. Faith. Faith. So if you don't have faith, you can't even cast out a demon. You can't preach. You can't fall down and rise up. You can't get wounded and come back. If you don't have faith, you can, because you can help Goda. Goda will be ungrateful, leave you. Pinkra comes into the same situation. Because Goda did it. If you don't take care, you won't have faith that Akwawe me buana. But you must always remember this work is a work of faith. A woman came to take from Elijah. Another one gave him a blessing. You must always have faith for this work that people will change. The last one because of time. I don't joke with my family. Family life. I was telling somebody, was this Sammy? I was telling him that. Everybody thinks about his family in the church. Oh, panel members, you. If, if your mother was sick and they call you to come at 6 o'clock, I come to Takradi right now. You have a divine appointment, but you will go. <laughs> you will go. At the end of the church service, I go back to my home. There are a lot of pastors, young pastors. They don't take care of their family well. It is the church, 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 church. The first church you have is your family. The best blessing you can ever have is a flourishing family life. The devil hits you there, you're off. So I realized that I need to spend time and steady family life. As I'm speaking, it's not that I'm doing everything perfect, but I have identified. That is what, you see, when the Bible said, when Paul said that follow us, even as we follow Christ. It doesn't mean that Paul was perfect. But he said that so far as he's pressing on, eh, he's pressing on to, to get the mark of the high calling. 
he has a direction. There is a vision. He is in the process. He's not perfect, but he's pushing, following. So these things I've identified, and I need to do more. As a young pastor, with a lot of challenges, I'm sure the questions and answers will pull them out. Amen. God bless you. Let's welcome the moderator. Wherever you are, just clap for him. Wow. 